Hello, strong, feisty women. Some of you may recognize my voice. I'm Celine Yeager, host of the Hit Play Not Pause podcast. Throughout my career as a professional health and fitness writer and now a podcaster, I hear countless questions from women who are trying to understand how their ever-changing hormones impact their sports performance. So we decided to serve up some answers in a brand new series called Hormonal that we will be releasing on the Feisty Women's Performance Podcast feed. Throughout this four-part series, reproductive endocrinologist Dr. Carla DiGirolamo and I will be tackling topics like periods, the pill, pregnancy, and conditions like PCOS, all from the perspective of sports performance. If you aren't already, follow the Feisty Women's Performance Podcast and stay tuned for our first episode releasing on April 15th. Also, have questions you want answered? Send us a voice note at speakpipe.com slash hormonal and we'll get it answered on the show. You are listening to the Girls Gone Gravel podcast, a podcast for women who are chasing epic and everyday adventures on their bikes. We are a production of Live Feisty Media and hosted by Christy Moan and Katherine Taylor. Hi, Christy. Hi. We were just looking at each other. Who's I know. Start? It's, it's always that, but you know, it's, it's gotten to be pretty 50, 50, mostly yeah. maybe 70, 30. Yeah. It's better somewhere than it was. Yeah. yeah. I'm not as intimidated anymore. So yeah, I can't believe that this, I, when I reshared our podcast from last week with Hannah, and that yeah. was number 80. I was like, okay, now I'm just like, how, this is crazy. We're coming this up on two years. Long. Yeah. Very, very shortly. Like in another, yeah. what, month, month and a half, six weeks. Yeah, I had first talked to you um, when Sarah was in town. She was in Atlanta for the marathon trials, which was the very end of February of 20. Of 2020. 20. And we were like. She was flying to New Zealand. I was like, I think this COVID thing might be something. Um, but I first talked to you and I asked you if you wanted to be the podcast yeah. host. And you said yes, like on the phone immediately. And I think you asked actually asked me for suggestions. And I was like, well, why do it? I, well, because I like, be, well, no, because. Here, let me insert myself here. <laughs> no, I had told Sarah literally on a conversation. I was like, I have a call with this woman, Christy Moan. I mean, I, that's who I would really like to be the podcast, but I know she's super busy. Like I don't think she'll have time. So then I was like, I mean, or if you, you want to do it and you were like, yep. Yeah. That sounds great. <laughs> so, so yeah, yeah. We're coming up on two years. Maybe we'll have yeah, to get I Allie mean, back. Oh, for sure. Uh, yeah. I'm, <laughs> I think she might be coming to camp. I don't know. She's supposed to let me know. So she might be one of our coaches, which I think will just be a blast. When's camp? Last, very last of March, beginning of April, that, that weekend there, like the 31st That's right when we, the 3rd right around when we launched. Yeah. Maybe we just um, do it live from camp. Maybe I'll fly to Emporia and just do a live podcast. Just do it. Drive your little car, your little van thing. <laughs> I know. <laughs> and just the problem is I need to leave it out there then until the end of May. If I do that or the beginning of June, I need to stay on that side of the country. Just do it. Belle, do you want to live in a van? A tiny oh, yeah. Bell would love it. Bell, Bell would love like, it. Where the hell is my bed? Yeah, Bell and L. 
<laughs> Belle's um, not the friendliest to other people these days. Uh, she's had a tough, she's had a tough adjustment. Oh, poor Belle. To all the changes. But yeah, we'll have to think of something fun. If anybody has any okay. fun suggestions to celebrate two years of Girls Go Gravel, yes. let us know. Dos años. Let's figure out something good for it. So, and speaking of two years, we have Stop. our podcast editor on today. I know. And I'm really sad that she, she is leaving us. So, um, sad, but it's also awesome. I mean, she's yeah. going to be doing some really cool shit. So whatever. So. <laughs> <laughs> See, Lindsay, I'm trying to be supportive. <laughs> Catherine's um. obviously going to really miss you. So. <laughs> Yeah. Lindsay uh, has been on our team with feisty. I mean, she started before I did mm-hmm. and she, she did graduate. Um, like she'll explain it. It's some foot thing. She has this foot, foot degree <laughs> and it wasn't a good time to start that. So she ended up coming on and she's like, she, she oversees all the podcasts. So we have, I think we have seven or eight podcasts within the feisty ecosystem. So she gets all those into like, to make sure they're distributed every week, that all the show notes happen, all the images, like it's a crap ton of work. Yep. And she, does, she does a great job. So. Yeah. And she actually edits our podcast. She makes us look good. <laughs> Here's Christy to was, Lindsay. Christy was very sad to find out that we were the delinquent podcast. <laughs> Yes, I was not. I was not in approval of that. That to be fair, she goes on to the recordings of the Iron Woman podcast, so she's there helping them every week. Yeah, and then Celine, you know, Celine's gonna be like the first one to get her shit done. Yes, yes, Celine, yeah, is an inspiration. Let's just say that. (laughs) But I feel like if we if we get our stuff together, we could give Sarah Gross and Sarah True run for their money because. Oh, hell yeah. Let's do it. They just don't have to do an intro because they just talk. Like there's no intro to their podcast. And that's where we get messed up. Like if we've recorded an interview in the past and then we've got to do the intro, that's what messes us up. Okay. (laughs) You're like, like, no, we're still going to (laughs) win this contest. That's not a contest. Yeah, I know. There's no, there's no competition here, folks. They're literally a competition. (laughs) Christy's going to be texting me yeah, Monday what are morning we doing? at 4 a.m. Do we have our, our files in for Is next week? In? We just need to get ahead. Yeah, cool. we need to get ahead. We have two recordings next week, so we'll be ahead. Yep. Um, but anyway, anyway, yes. Anyway, Lindsay, Lindsay is a fantastic athlete in her own right. Uh, yes. She is, uh, was a triathlete, raced Xterra, and um, she's put her name in for that Unbound Lottery. Yep. So. Um, but we had a great conversation with her and really great conversation about some health issues that she had mm-hmm. that ended up being because she was under fueling, um, from kind of all the training and life stress, which I think is a really important conversation for everybody. But listen, sorry about my soapbox. So anyway, <laughs> and now we both want snacks. <laughs> yep. Now we're hungry. So anyway, enjoy it. I think it's a really good conversation with Lindsay and Lindsay we will miss you. We will miss you, Lindsay. Everybody, if you hear this episode, uh, go on Lindsay's uh, Instagram. She she can put it in the show notes for you and tell her how fantastic, what a fantastic job she has done um, getting this podcast out every week. And we are looking forward to, I think Jamila's coming back. Jamila cool. was, it's funny because everybody that ends up editing this podcast buys a gravel bike. 
So Duh. anyway, so hopefully, uh, I think we're getting Jamila back. She was there for a little bit. So anyway, enjoy this episode with Lindsay Glassford. Christy, have you ever been out riding and stopped at a sketchy gas station and been like, eh, I want to go in, but I don't know what to do with my really expensive, nice bike. Uh, yes, that always stinks. Those situations are never fun. I know. And especially if you're by yourself and there's nobody to stay outside and watch the bike for you. Yeah, exactly. You, like have to drive right by that nice cold Coca-Cola <laughs> or bag of potato chips. Well, I have a feeling we have a way to fix that. We do. We have a brand new podcast sponsor. Auto Lock. <laughs> Auto Lock. So Auto Lock is a company that creates these great locks. They're cinch locks. So they're small, lightweight, and easy to carry. And they all have combination lock codes. So you can put it in your bike bag. You could even just leave it strapped around your seat post. And Perfect. it just makes it easy to lock your bike to anything or even somebody else's bike. It's ideal for theft deterrent. Um, all the locks have Kevlar in them. So they're really hard to cut. And I think it's just great to have an option wherever you are to always have a lock with you. Yep. And the cool thing is, is they're giving all of our listen listeners a chance at 25% off. If you want to buy a cinch lock. Well, I think it's any of their locks on their website. Oh, that's awesome. So, that's even better. I know. Cause they also have that, um, you lock on there as nice. well. So if you need something more heavy duty, if you're riding around in a city, so you just go over to auto design works, dot com and you're going to get 25% off at checkout and free shipping for us customers only if you use the code girls con gravel at checkout again it's autodesignworks.com and 25% off with girls con gravel at checkout auto lock hide it in your sock take it around the block i feel like all of our secrets are out Catherine. oh my gosh <laughs> <laughs> this podcast can be bad news for the two of us. I know. I feel like we're interviewing someone that knows all the dirty laundry. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> all the times we mess up, all the times we're like, take that out. <laughs> <laughs> well, I've already called you my delinquent um, podcast host <laughs> in the past. So. I told you that. We're, we're always the last one to get our stuff in. <laughs> Although oh I would gosh. say that you have been much better since I said that. So <laughs> Christy Maybe does not like to be on the bottom yeah. of the list. I, I told that. her that. And she was I like, well, that. we could, we need to do better. <laughs> so, not that I'm type a, but maybe a little bit type a. <laughs> you a little bit type a, whatever. Type okay. a and an eight. <laughs> so. Um, so the voice that's joining us on the podcast this week has been our podcast editor, uh, like I'm in charge of all podcast stuff since I joined feisty full-time really, but has been editing the girls gone gravel podcast for the last, I don't know, Lindsay, how long have you been editing, editing in a year and a half? Yeah. About 18 yeah. months, not long yeah. after it started. Nice. Yeah. So we have Lindsay Glassford. She's been our editor and she works full-time with feisty and she is transitioning She's going to do what she went to school for, Whatever. Um, so, but we wanted everybody to get to know her before she leaves. Cause she, she does all the behind the scenes to make it go from Christy and I just shooting the breeze to do a podcast, people actually getting a podcast every week. And she also does a lot of badass things on the bike. So yes. welcome Lindsay. 
Yay, thank you. It's it's so fun to be on this side of the on this side of the mic, as they say. <laughs> and it, we maybe should have like saved you for a few more weeks and then you didn't have to edit your own podcast, but that's okay. Maybe it's a good me. thing. <laughs> you know when the files are gonna show up now. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, we gotta get this done. We got we gotta re- record the intro right after this, don't we? Yeah. <laughs> so we're not so we're not delinquent to Lindsay. Okay. So. It's, okay. it's always that. That's what always makes us delinquent is the intro. Yeah. Um, so like, seriously, where do we want to start with Lindsay? Do we want to start talking about what she is she's moving to, or do we want to talk about what she does on the bike or there's so many angles we could approach this one, Catherine. What do you think? Let's, let's start with your story on the bike. That's usually where we start with people. And then we can tell people what you're doing with feet after that. Yeah. Yeah, (laughs) totally. Well, um, my story on the bike, um, it's a little long, you know, as, as many people's are, um, I started racing triathlon, um, when I was, I did my first one, when I was 17. Um, and I, um, I grew up on a farm and on our farm, we had this like small lake, really like big pond, small lake. And, um, my, my parents actually had joined a spin class at their gym and the people in, in their spin class were training for a triathlon. So they would come to our farm and swim in the lake to train for their triathlon. And it kind of like piqued my interest. Um, you know, I had been, a, I ran track and played basketball at a pretty high level in high school and was kind of looking for another athletic outlet um, and, and stumbled into triathlon through having a place to swim. Um, so it just kind of evolved from there. Like my, my mom and I raced um, mostly together, like Olympic and 70.3 distance races. Um, until I moved, I moved to British Columbia. I'm originally from, um, Ontario. So the Eastern part of Canada. Um, and I moved out to BC, um, in 2013, um, and, you know, kind of just raced triathlon for fun and to stay in shape and, um, and then came to BC and, and got a coach, a triathlon coach and took it a little bit more seriously. Um, and then of course, because I live in BC, I found mountain biking, um, and realized that, um, mountain biking on trails, um, can be a lot more fun than riding on the same stretch of highway four times a week. So, so, um, yeah, I've kind of, kind of gotten into the mountain biking scene. Um, I raced, started racing Xterra triathlon, in I think 2017. Um, so the last four or five years. Um, and then because of you guys really in this podcast, um, I bought a gravel bike. Um, and uh, anyone that's that's like biked in DC or, or been around in this province knows there's tons of like forest service roads that we can gravel ride on. So really from my front door, I have you know, endless options for gravel riding. So that has like opened up a whole new world for me there. Um, I'm also a mountain bike instructor, um, through the PMBI. Uh, so I teach, I teach mountain biking with a company called shred sisters to mostly women. We teach like kind of intro to mountain biking up to intermediate level classes for, for women in our area. So what, when did you start mountain biking then? Uh, about 2016, 2017. Okay. Mm-hmm. How, did you find it hard? Oh yeah. Yeah. Okay. 
big learning curve for sure. Especially like coming from road. Um, yeah. it was, it was intimidating. Um, and at the time, um, there was not like shred sisters didn't exist. There wasn't a place for me to go right. and like take a lesson. So it was a lot of trial and error and tears <laughs> with my partner on the trail. Luckily he's extremely patient, um, and a great teacher. So, um, yeah, yeah. Progressed from there, but yeah, it, it was, it was hard. It was hard. It still is, you know, like technical mountain biking is, um, not necessarily my forte, but I'm working on it. <laughs> and you were supposed to do the trans Rockies gravel Royale last year, which yeah. was a, it's a five day stage race. We've talked about it on the podcast. And then mm-hmm. unfortunately, like what, like the day the of day before they had to cancel. Yeah. Yeah. About 36 hours before, um, the province kind of put, put some new restrictions in place that then kind of kibosh the whole race. But yeah, I was, it actually, I live in Panorama, BC, um, which is where it will start. Um, so it goes from Panorama to Fernie, BC. Um, yeah, it's four days. Um, but yeah, I'm planning, hopefully, hopefully it'll happen this year. Um, the last week of August. Which is funny. What was funny is I felt like Panorama, BC is like so far away. Cause I used to live in Georgia. And then I looked at because we were looking at potentially crossing the border and coming up and it was like three and a half hours from whitefish yeah montana which is where we were last summer so yeah. you got to get down and do that race i know that they back up this year again but you got to get down and do that race one year yeah i whitefish is definitely a, a place that's on my bucket list to go because it's so close close to here um and winter and summer apparently it's quite a fun place so next time you're there do you do you, have, do you have bears there too like do you, yeah. Do you do your gravel rides with bear spray? I do. I do. Yeah. Every ride with bear that, spray. It's like, yeah, I just, that was one of the ones that just kind of caught me off guard in whitefish. Like we don't, we don't have to carry anything special for tornadoes. So <laughs> You're just gone. You're yes. just, there's, no, there's nothing to do. There's really just like, oh shit, I should have turned around. <laughs> so, right up in yeah, the ditch. But, and that but, might not even help you. <laughs> like the, yeah, the bears just terrify me. Like um, yeah, oh, I mean, God. I would say, like, um, at first it was like really weird to me, but like you just make noise. Like I'll be out on a ride by myself and like yelling or singing, whatever. And it's it's kind of one of those things where like if I was scared, too scared to ride because of bears, I would never ride. <laughs> So, you know, you, you make, make it work. Is it more scary on a mountain bike with bears or on a gravel bike? Cause imagine a mountain bike, if you're twisting and turning in the woods, like you yeah. have less visibility to see that they might be coming. Yeah, definitely. I would say there's definitely like more chance probably that you would see a bear, like just, just based on like where the mountain bike trails go, um, a little more remote, but actually the, the, only, I don't know. I probably had a couple bear encounters, but on my gravel bike this year, I saw a grizzly bear, which is actually scary. Black bears are like, you know, they're kind of more scared of you, whatever. But this year on my, I was out on a gravel ride and I, and I encountered a grizzly bear, um, which was quite scary. I called for someone to come and pick me up. I, I was it in front of you. Well, it was, so what happened was it crossed the road in front of me, um, okay. you know, maybe like 60 meters in front of me. And it took a minute for it to process <laughs> in my head that like, oh my God, 
that was a grizzly bear. And I like at that point had ridden past where it crossed the road. And the road that I ride on most is like out and back the road, just like dead ends at a trailhead. And then you got to turn around and come back. So, um, yeah, I like got past the grizzly bear and then realized like that was a really stupid decision. I should have turned around (laughs) and I was scared to like pedal myself back past where I had seen the grizzly bear. So, um, I had to, I like kept going a little bit to where I had service and called, called a friend, um, my partner was at work. So I called a friend who he is like one of the most bear aware people that, that I've ever met. And is like incredibly scared of bears. So as soon as he picked up the phone, I was like, um, I'm on a ride and I saw a grizzly bear and this is where I am. Do you think you could come pick me up? And he was like, I'm already in my car. And he was there. (laughs) (laughs) He was there. So yeah, it's good to have, good to have a safety buddy that knows where you are. (laughs) Yeah. That just, yeah. That's, that's what that's what got me in Whitefish. So, yeah. <laughs> but nobody saw a bear in Whitefish on the ride. I don't think so. Um, I mean, I, obviously, that's a safer environment, right? Like when you're in a big pack a big out there because yeah, you're making, making so much noise. noise and there's so many people. But I did a couple, you know, shakeout rides prior to and was literally having out loud conversations with Tim, who wasn't with me. <laughs> <I'm> like, <laughs> I'm like talking about like if I was pretending like I was talking to my husband on this ride, like out, like talking out loud, just making noise going, God, if anybody sees this, they're going to be like, Who, is she nuts? But uh, yeah, I was scared. So flat out, flat out. Anyway, that's so amazing. that's like, I want to know when you're doing these Xterra, because the mountain bike thing is also a bit like intimidating to me. How, how technical does the mountain bike become on those Xterra um, races? Um, Xterra, you know, um, they do a good job of making the bike courses friendly to like triathletes on mountain bikes, not mountain bikers doing a triathlon, if that makes sense. You know, it, it obviously depends on where you are, um, in the world, like, like I've raced, um, in Victoria, BC, which is like a fairly technical course just due to the terrain in Victoria. Um, you know, it's rocky and rooty, um, but they do throw in some like double track and, and fire roads. Um, I, I did Xterra Quebec this year, which was like at more of a bike park kind of area. So the trails were a little more like, uh, you know, smoothed out and groomed. Um, but I would say like, you know, generally the trails are like a blue if you had to kind of rate the whole thing, um, it would be like blue level mountain biking. I mean, I'm still on the greens when I go mountain biking. So <laughs> I, we did have a call with USA triathlon today and they did strongly hint at gravel triathlon coming. Ah, that would make sense. Yeah. So. Yeah. Be awesome. Yeah. That well, and fun. their, their chief of staff, Vic Brumfield has raced. Obviously. Yeah. Oh, sure. She loves gravel. 200. Yeah. Vic, so. Vic came to camp um, unbound camp last year and was just an absolute hoot. She, she, She I bet that she would be like the type of person that would just light up the whole camp and like she did. And then she, I like, sorry, Vic, she was terrible at climbing. (laughs) (laughs) Doesn't she live in Colorado? I know. And so like we'd hit a hill and she's from New York city. Oh, okay. Yeah. New Yorker. Yeah. So we would hit a hill and like, she would just like, 
well, here I go. I'm going to go to the back now. (laughs) She just had the best attitude and she was, she was so sweet. And she, you know, she would constantly joke or comment about the wind because Kansas is, I mean, that's the other thing that will get you. Like you think, you think it's flat and it's not. Mm -hmm. And then you, if you haven't trained in the wind, um, you're at a huge disadvantage just because it's so, it, it can be so windy where, you know, here, or, you know, we'll have like a day where it's a 12 to 15 mile an hour, hour wind and people are like, it's so windy. I'm like, oh yeah, this is nah, this okay. isn't, this isn't windy. Yeah. The 25, 30 mile an hours are hard. So we still, we're still trying to get Lindsay to come to Kansas. I know. Well, she's going to do unbounce. So there you go. Your name's in, in the lottery. In, so. in the lottery. Yeah. I think there's a high chance of you being selected, if anything, for torture purposes. <laughs> oh, you know, it's also two weeks before her wedding, mm-hmm. right? Let's, mm-hmm. Oh, well, that's perfect. But um, my my partner, actually, his mom grew up in Atchison, Kansas. So he has extended family um, in Kansas. So I thought, well, we could like tie in a little family visit before the wedding for those that aren't coming so you know it can, oh my it gosh you, you should like get them to all come to like a sag stop and then you could have like a wedding party at the sag <laughs> stop but then you don't have to hang out with them very long yeah, yeah. sorry i gotta go <laughs> have them bring you gifts open one at each checkpoint <laughs> <laughs> i'll caveat that with the gifts must be food uh, <laughs> i'm not gonna say <laughs> something useful maybe yeah. a spare tire coca-cola <laughs> but then he gets all the time with the family you get you've shown facetime uh, just yeah. enough it's all it's yeah. perfect yeah flawless There's, we are such problem solvers <laughs> you guys are yeah really we didn't even know this was a problem and we solved it <laughs> we have volunteered to oh yeah i was listening to Brooke gowdy's replay and i was like oh we volunteered to plan her wedding <laughs> I need to Does make she that not like get married? connection. I still want to get her a, 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 a sponsorship from, from Mac. Mac Cosmetics. Cosmetics so yeah. it's, it's still open on my computer screen. <laughs> so I don't forget. I need to get on that. Anyway. Anyway, Lindsay, who would you like to have as a sponsor? We'll work on that too. <laughs> I, I don't know. Carhartt. Carhartt. No, yeah. your car. I don't know if it's like super functional um, mountain or like cycling wear, but uh I, um, I don't know any bike brand, um, there you go or food, (laughs) you know, food. Yeah. Now I'm hungry. Uh, I know. I just had a snack right before we came on. Uh, Um, well you, you had your first pro season with Xterra this past year and you were having a really great season and you ran into some health problems and they kind of like really took a big sideline for you. Um, you want to tell us a little bit about that? Yeah, totally. So uh, yeah, I, um, I did, was lucky enough to get some races in, in 2021. Um, I did, um, three races, uh, one in, um, August and then kind of back-to-back weekends, the first two weeks of September. Um, and then kind of, you know, took a bit of rest after, after that. And, uh, coming back into training, I was just like, not feeling like myself. I had no energy. I, you know, like couldn't, wasn't able to like execute my workouts the way that I thought I should. And I was like, Oh, maybe I'm just like, I took, I took too much time off and I'm not in as good a shape as I thought I was, or, 
whatever, you know, um, I have some like allergies to lake water. So I thought, oh, I can't, that's, it's probably just my allergies. But anyway, it, it, it kind of got progressively worse to the point where I was having like heart palpitations and, and like severe shortness of breath and, um, like really terrible fatigue, um, ended up having to take some time off work and, you know, it, it took, it took a long time to really figure figure it out. It was kind of a process of elimination. Um, at first my doctor thought maybe it was pericarditis. Um, I didn't have COVID or that, that I knew of, but they thought, oh, maybe, maybe I could have, and it was some lasting effects. So I, you know, had chest x-rays and echo and ECG and, and everything. And all, all of that, everything came back healthy, healthy. Nope. You're healthy. Tons of blood work, um, to kind of get to the bottom of it. And, um, I think now, um, after speaking to a number of different people that it was actually, um, reds. So like relative energy deficiency in sport, um, and that I was, that I was under fueling, um, and not really realizing the demands that my training and everything else that I do in life, like wasn't keeping up with, with, um, the fuel that my body needed, um, and, and carbohydrates specifically, you know, like I, I like to think that I'm a pretty good eater. I don't try and intentionally restrict what I eat, but I think a lot of female athletes, especially, we don't realize how much we need to fuel our bodies and how important it is to like get good quality fuel in before and after not just workouts, but like, you know, everything you do in your life takes, takes a toll. Like work is stressful and maybe you have a physical job or you, you know, like, clean your house. Like those things all, all take toll, take a toll on your body. Um, and so I just, yeah, it really was like a huge reset for me where I had to take months off of training. I'm really now I'm just getting back, just able to get back into, to structured training and trying to be a lot more, um, intentional and specific with what, how much I'm eating and, and paying attention to, um, to those sorts of things and how I'm feeling day to day. What were some of the adjustments you made afterwards, like the key adjustments you made afterwards to kind of compensate for, for the fueling that you weren't getting before? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I started taking, uh, like a a supplement, um, which prior to this, like I, I was really bad with any kind of supplement. So I've been taking like a greens daily green shake, um, and, and B12 and iron. Um, as well as D every day. Cause you know, I live in the Northern hemisphere. Um, then also really paying attention to, um, making sure I'm getting enough carbohydrate before and immediately after. So minimum 30 grams of carbs before and after a workout, every workout, no exceptions. Um, you know, whether it's first thing in the morning or in the afternoon, um, and then like eating, eating a good lunch every day. Like I was really guilty of, you know, you get busy and you're doing work and I, you're in a zoom meeting and then you got to go do this. And I, you know, kind of grab something on the fly or you don't eat lunch. Um, so being intentional about, um, getting in three good meals a day. Um, and, and that's really, really helped with kind of moderate my energy throughout the day now. And so I don't have that like dip in the afternoon. Did you have any, this is a very personal question. Did you have any, uh, issues with your period or your cycle that you noticed from it? Yeah. Well, um, 
So I've had an IUD. I have a, I have a um, hormonal IUD. So I did, when I first got my IUD, I did lose my period for, for about a year. Then it kind of came back. But then I would say like probably around a year ago or maybe a little bit more, it went away, but I attributed it to like, oh, I have an IUD. Like it's not abnormal that I don't have a period, but the more I read into it, um, you know, the longer, the longer you have your IUD, mine is good for five years. Um, the longer you have it, you, sh- you should have some bleeding. Um, and so not having that, you know, it should have been a red flag for me. Um, but you know, maybe I was in a little bit of denial. Um, so now I've been, you know, working with my coach to like communicate with her, like, okay, yeah, like I did get my period this month. Like, this is a good sign. We're on the right track. Yeah. I did ask you three times if you were pregnant. (laughs) (laughs) She's like, I'm not pregnant. (laughs) I did take, uh, at least one pregnancy test. Maybe two. (laughs) Maybe two. Well, I think it's, I mean, it's completely speaks to what we do as women, like excusing away symptoms. It's so easy to be like, no, it was this and it's that. And, and then all of a sudden you're like, okay, maybe it's none of those things. And there's something else that's going on that I actually need to kind of figure out and fix. Like Mm -hmm. it's, we're so good at that. (laughs) Yeah, totally. It was, it was definitely a big wake up call. Like, um, it got to the point where like, I actually was in the ER, um, you know, in October, like my, my like chest pain and heart palpitations were, were so bad that I had spoken, I'd had a doctor's appointment the day before. And he said, you know, if things get worse, I think you should go to the hospital. So, you know, that's, that's where I ended up. And I excused, I excused it away to the point where my body was like, Hey, you need to listen. Um, so, so now, you know, being better at, at listening to my body is, is, uh, going to help me in the long run for sure. I really appreciate you sharing. Cause I, I mean, we talk a lot about, we work with Dr. Stacey Sims. We, t- we like, we know about this stuff, right? Yeah. But then you realize how easy it is to when you're training and you have a busy lifestyle and there's a, like you said, other stresses going on in your life to underfuel your body and not even real. Cause like I'm on zoom calls with you. We're always snacking. Like totally. all of us always have food. It's not like, we're like, Oh, I'm trying to like restrict my calories to lose weight. Um, but if you don't, if you're a woman and you're training and you're not really paying attention. And and like you said, you had a pretty extreme case, but a lot of women, like they might feel some of the things like just a lot of brain fog or fatigue, or just like feeling like they can't hit their workout numbers or, um, you, you also were successful. Like you were, so it's like, why would I change something? What I'm doing is, is working. Yeah. Yeah. You know, you, you were able to cover it up enough that then, yeah. Until yeah, your body you kind of, you scrape by, you scrape by and it works, it works until it doesn't. Um, so I, I also think, you know, what a lot of women specifically, I know Dr. Sims talks a lot about this forget is like the timing of your fueling too, mm-hmm. like getting, getting something good in your body, you know, within that 30 minute window. Um, so I know, I know that I feel way better if I like, I get back from my ride and I have a shake right away. Um, I think that's so. the thing, you know, for me, like the two points that I make sure I've planned is that that first one is like, okay, I'm going out for a ride. What am I eating when I get back? Like, mm-hmm. 
or, you know, when I'm on the ride, if I forgot to really think about it, it literally, I'm thinking, okay, you got to get something in. What are you having as soon as you get back? And obviously I typically just do a shake cause it's so it's easy and it works. Yeah. Um, but the other one for me that I started, I think it was probably in 2017 was that really doing it like my lunch is my biggest meal. Mm -hmm. And I found that when I make my lunch, my biggest meal, it sets me up for success the rest of the day. And then, you know, if I eat a light dinner, it doesn't matter because I'm pretty much, you know, kind of on the wind down at that point, but I try to make sure that my lunch is the biggest meal I eat. And that, helps. But I also, I'm also one of those that like, I like to do my workouts first thing in the morning. Yeah. Um, yeah. I was just going to ask uh, yeah. if you're a morning, oh, yeah. I'm the same. I'm the same. Yeah. 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 Same. Yeah. I just started working with a dietitian because mm-hmm. I started like having these where I was just like a workout that I never would have quote unquote bonked in. Like even a, if I was doing a gym workout, I was doing a 12 minute, like AMRAP one day. And all of a sudden I was like, I, I, I have zero energy. And she was like, you're not eating enough before and after you do your workouts. Um, and because I started doing a lot of cycling training over the winter to, to actually cycle again this year. Um, she's like, and it's really hard. Like when you start to realize when you're doing it with, with good foods, you know, like I can, I can get my stuff all day if I'm eating crap, but if you're eating really healthy foods, it's actually quite hard to get the calories you need. every day as a woman, if you're, if you're eating healthy and kind of thinking about, about that mix. And, and I think like the big thing also with reds with relative energy deficiency syndrome, is it syndrome? Is that the best? Um, Relative energy deficiency in sport. In sport. I was like, that's not right. Um, is, is like, you went to all these doctors and nobody thought about that. (laughs) Yeah. First. And it's really hard to diagnose, but it can really like you actually caught it relatively early. If, if it kept going on, you could have, um, it could have like, we know of athletes in the world who were out of their sport for years because yeah. they, their body went to the ground so deep. For sure. And I do feel lucky. Like I, I, um, my doctor was quite like proactive and, you know, I did tons of blood work and, and I had my inside tracker blood work from, about a year ago. Um, so I could kind of compare, um, and you know, I worked with other practitioners, like I had, um, my osteopath that I see regularly and my, um, acupuncturist and, you know, like everybody, I think it's important to like build up a team of people around you. If you, if you are an athlete and wanting to perform that, like, you know, getting, getting all the heads together that you can, you have that luxury because you're in Canada. <laughs> That's true. That's true. I was just thinking like, that. well, I'm jealous, <laughs> so. but it's not, it's not just if you, it is around performance. Yeah. Like the, that team, but I think it's also like, if you're, if you do a lot of cycling, you're going to end up having like nutrition things or niggles in your body and kind of knowing the people to go to that understand that you are somebody that moves your body and wants to move your body. There's a difference. There are a lot of great massage therapists at massage and there's a big difference between like the average person that's working at a place like a massage envy where it's a franchise massage and finding somebody that understands sports massage or, you know, understands like if you're looking for, if you have foot issues or, you know, like there's a difference when somebody understands that you value movement. Yeah. Um, and I, I would say like, you know, performance 
performance can look different to different people too. Like my, my idea of high performance is different than, than your level or Chrissy's level of high performance, right? Like, um, I, I think our work with feisty is getting a lot of women to realize, like, um, you don't have to be a professional athlete to want your body to perform at its best. Um, and, and if you, if you do want that, then like, you need to pay attention to these things and, and, and like take care of your body. Um, it's not, you know, quote unquote, high performance isn't, isn't just for professional athletes or whatever yeah. Olympians, you know, we can all be high performers for what our body can do. That's an excellent, that's an excellent point. Yeah. Well, and I think like the other thing that really stands out in your story is we have been trained to be afraid of carbs. Yes. And they've been vilified. And like, that's actually how you fuel your muscles. And if you, God, I wish we could keto, just, we can send her so many of the conversations. Like, I'm like, I, I think back and I'm like, it's not because I hear that. I hear that so often. I'm like, it's really about the quality. Like, even if you're eating bread, if it's like, if it's from scratch and it's like, there's so many things in there that I'm like, Your it's sourdough. So, yeah. 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 You make sourdough too, right? Christy? It's, yeah. I'm like, yeah, it's literally too. about the quality. It's not. Yeah. It's, well, there's a lot of movements like around keto and, and some things that don't, that like the research shows it doesn't work for women or it will work for women for a very short time, but in the long term, it'll actually do a lot more harm to your mm-hmm. body. But those things, I mean, if you don't follow Dr. Stacey Sims, go on Instagram and start following her. Um, cause she's one of the, you are, if you're starting to follow those things, you're taking advice for research that was done on men that are typically 18 to 22 years old. So if that, if 18 to 22 year old research on men works for your body, <laughs> um, they don't have periods. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, you know, yeah, going, going back to the, to the, to the carb thing, right? Like, yes, carbs were totally, totally vilified. And like keto diet was like such a huge fad. And, and like, you know, it did work for, for some people, for some men mostly, but like, you know, you have to realize that it's, it's not, uh, it's it's because because we keep taking everything to the extreme. Like there's no balance, right? Like the carb thing became a fad because the carbs had become a problem. Like, it literally, I mean, it came out because it was, it was an issue, but there wasn't, the answer didn't ever become clean carbs and, you know, like healthy carbs and, and balance. It just came no carbs. I'm no like, that's carbs. why did we, why did we go from over there to over there? Like there's this land in the middle. That's really glorious. Yeah. Wait, like two weeks ago, everybody. I couldn't have fat and now I can't have car. Like, oh. yeah, I'm like, I, like I eat avocados all the time. Like I'm, you know, it's like right before this call, I had a avocado with a little bit of pink salt on it and was like, this is yummy. But anyway, um, but yeah, I'm getting on a soapbox. I'm going to step back off balance people. Yeah. Balance. And my dietitian did say I could have as many gummy bears as I wanted when I was training. Yeah. There you go. There you go. (laughs) And like during my workouts. Right. Like (laughs) the the other thing too, is like, like talking about food as a, as a reward. I remember like being, like when my kids were young and I was like, I am not using food as a reward. Screw that. Food is a great reward. (laughs) (laughs) And you know, it worked with kids. And then I realized it can also work with me. Like if I have something that is that I'm craving, that is not necessarily good for my body, what can I do? That's good for my body. That makes that a reward, you know, can be a reward Mm -hmm. and kind of, you know, 
serve in that capacity. Like if I want a big thing of ice cream, you know, not, I'm not saying you can't do it, but like do it in balance. Like totally. I I would say though, um, it's a fine line between reward and earning. You know what I mean? Yeah. No, no. A hundred percent mentality of like, yes. Oh, I like, I, um, I went oh, for we're a gonna go out for pizza tonight. Yeah. So I better like do an extra long bike ride if oh, I'm gonna mm-hmm. go eat pizza. You know what I mean? Like yeah. the, I know women can kind of get into that cycle get of that like cycle. feeling yes. like you have to work off the food that you eat or no. yeah, yeah. It's just again, I think that f- falls back into the balance perspective. Totally. Like, yeah. Can I just this is my biggest pet peeve on Zwift. You know, when you finish your Zwift, Zwift workout oh, and it shows you, tells how you how many, many slices pizza. of pizza. <laughs> Every time I take a picture of it and I tag Zif, Zwift and I'm like <laughs> aren't, aren't we over this i want <laughs> i'm like aren't we over this narrative well, but, you they know, never responded it's, to me it's the it's the same thing like when i've seen women using cycling for weight loss yeah and it is a good tool for that for sure um but then also understanding that just because you rode for an hour doesn't mean you get to go eat a cheeseburger and fries like like that whole, th- it's like this whole balance thing that we're just not doing well as a, yeah. as a society period. Um, you know, because it is a, it is a balance and I think it's worth, it's worth understanding the, the process. It's mm-hmm. worth the time to figure out, you know, what works for you, what, you know, what the balance looks like and, and figuring that out and understanding it's going to, it's going to change throughout your life. Like it's not going to stay the same. Um, and you're going to have moments of, of fluctuation inside of all of it. So yeah, for sure. Yada, yada. Yeah. So do you feel like you're getting back into where you can train at the level you want to again now? Yeah, definitely. Um, that's good. It's, it's been, it, it took, it took longer than I would have liked for sure. Um, but you know, um, I, I made, I made a point to really, really like just cut back and, and, listen to my body. If there was days, days, um, that I, that I was too tired to do anything, I didn't do anything. Or maybe I like went for a walk. Um, and now I think that's, that's paid off, you know, as athletes, you can get caught up in like, Oh, like I should, I should be training. I should be, I Mm -hmm. I need to do this ride. Um, but sometimes the best thing is, is to do nothing and to rest. Um, maybe do a little bit of yoga. Um, but now, now I, I have been able to get back into structure training the last, last couple of weeks and, and easing back into it too, you know, like, um, not doing too much too quickly. Um, but yeah, it does, does feel nice to, to like have the energy to do what I want to do. Awesome. Well, tell us, tell us why you're leaving us. (laughs) Um, well, I, um, I am, I am a pedorthist, um, by, by training and education. Um, so I have a, a, a degree, a bachelor's degree in kinesiology and a postgraduate, uh, diploma in pedorthics, which is, um, basically the biomechanical assessment of gait, um, and, and like gait analysis, um, and footwear analysis and, um, recommendations. So basically, um, and orthotic fabrication also, um, is, is a really big component of what, what pedorthists do. Um, so, you know, a patient would come into a pedorthist that has plantar fasciitis and we would do a gait assessment and see if, if there's, um, you know, parts of their gait that are, that are like problematic, um, that are causing symptoms and, and build them, a, an orthotic device that they can put in their shoes that can hopefully 
alleviate some pain and um, give some, you know, remedial exercise and that kind of thing. So I am um, starting up my own pedorthic clinic um, this spring. So that's, that's what's taking me away from my work at Feisty. Can you do this virtually? Cause I need, I need help. <laughs> <laughs> It'd be a little hard to like do a, a hold of your foot gate assessment. You could do over video, but to, to take I, a I hold think she's going to be in Kansas though. Yeah. Potentially. <sighs> no, I'm having this weird pain on my left foot. So anyway, Uh-oh. yeah, we can talk and, after. Yeah. We can talk later, but, um, uh, no, this is exciting. I'm so stoked for you. That's yeah. Awesome. Thanks. It's really exciting. It's, um, you know, um, I think I said to Catherine before, like 2020 and 2021, like, um, it felt like being part of something that was building communities online was really, really meaningful and a, a cool space to be. Um, but now I feel like it's the right time to like, get a little more involved in my like actual physical community here where I live and, and be able yeah. to contribute here. And, um, I do think that like, you know, obviously I have a biased opinion because this is my background, but foot pain can be really debilitating for people and, and like really, um, inhibit health, you know, like think about if you can't walk, like, man, there can be a whole, there are a whole like cascade effect of, of, you know, negative health outcomes. So yeah, it's, it's exciting to, to be pursuing that. Awesome. And, mm-hmm. Well, we'll miss you for sure. I mean, the the thing that I love about Lindsay is within our team. I mean, she does a lot more than just the podcast, but she's just always the person that gets it done. And you know, it's going to be done right (laughs) and figures it out (laughs) all year. I've been like, you're our chief technology officer. Cause I'm get a new piece of technology. And Lindsay's like, no, I am not. (laughs) I yeah. Reluctantly. I don't, I wouldn't say I've taken on the title, but like I accepted that Catherine sometimes calls me that I'm the chief Googling and YouTube officer. Like, <laughs> I know how to look it up online, but I, <laughs> I don't know the answer, but I will Google it. And, uh... I can Google like the rest of you. Oh, wait, yeah. <laughs> maybe I can do it better. <laughs> uh, but you know, it's been, it's, it's been super fun and being able to like, you know, learn a platform that that we can host a virtual conference that reaches 500 people. Like that's, right? that's awesome. Um, you know, I couldn't, I didn't certainly not, did not do it alone. Like Catherine downplays how much work she does too. Um, because she works very hard, I will say. Um, uh, but yeah, yeah. It's hanging out here cool. eating gummy bears. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's been, I mean, you know, I know that you've been listening to our voices a lot, but it's so fun to have you join us and just get to hear your story and what you're up to. And I'm stoked. Like you said, you're going to do, uh, you said before that we got on the call, you've got unbound. Yep. You've got trans Rockies, trans Rockies, um, those, those two events, um, potentially, um, Xterra Oak mountain, which is in Alabama in May. Um, and then Xterra Victoria, which is in July. Um, so yeah, some, some Xterra, some gravel, some mountain biking. Um, and there's, you know, there's some little local races, like gravel races starting to pop up kind of everywhere. So I, I, um, have a hard time saying no to things. So I'm sure there'll be some of those on my calendar. Just make sure you're eating enough. Yeah. (laughs) 100%. 
Well, if people want to follow your adventures as you move on from Pisces and maybe get some foot advice, where should they go? Yeah. The best place for me is Instagram. That's probably where I'm, I'm most active. Um, and my handle there is go lens go. So we can, I'll make sure it gets in the show notes. Yeah. <laughs> Lindsay also writes the show notes. I was totally going to pull a joke. Hey, Lindsay, make sure you cut that out. But then <laughs> I didn't even get to do it. Cause I forgot anyway. Dang it. <laughs> spoiled again it's one of the few times that we haven't had like any kind of internet or the dog <laughs> know that will be easy. Yeah, this is easy we're making it we did that on purpose <laughs> we, we did it to help you out yeah we'll, you. we'll totally that. screw up the intro so we'll give you some okay. there. <laughs> we'll give you plenty to edit there perfect awesome <laughs> well thank you so much for joining us today Lindsay. we really appreciate everything you've done and can't wait to follow we'll your miss you. thanks so much for having us it, it was great to see you both in on screen and, and talk to your faces, not just hear your voices. Nice. I, we're going to like, we've actually never met in real life because you were dealing with yeah. health issues and we had our big feisty event, you know, so know. We're, gonna have to, we're gonna have to make it happen. Kansas. Yeah. Maybe Kansas will be the first time. <laughs> All right. Thanks, Lynn. Bye. Hey friends, Catherine here. And I want to invite you to join our girls gone gravel adventures team. Whether you're preparing for your first big bike trip, lining up at a starting line, or just learning to clip in for the first time, it's more fun with a community to cheer you on. This team is a non-competitive team focused on creating a supportive space for cyclists of all levels. We want to make it easy to find the resources you need. So here's what you're going to get. You're going to get a place to connect with like-minded cyclists. You're going to get opportunities to learn from experts like Kristen Legan, Scotty Lechuga, Laura DeCrescenzo, and more. And you're going to get discounts and early access to events and other fun things. So I hope you'll join us. Just check it out at girlsgonegravel.com backslash team. That's girlsgonegravel.com backslash team. Hope to see you there. You have been listening to the Girls Gone Gravel podcast. This podcast is edited and produced by the team at Live Feisty Media. If you've enjoyed the show, please leave us a rating. It really helps other women find the podcast. And be sure to follow us at Girls Gone Gravel on Instagram or Facebook.